It's dinner time in Jatinga, a village in northeastern India. You sit down to relax, taking in the region's famous scenic hills. The sun is setting fully behind them. And then, out of nowhere, a bird comes hurtling down towards you, practically falling out of the sky. The next day, another comes fluttering down, and then another. It's like the Hitchcock movie, but it's real. And it's happening right over your head. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a guide to the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to Jatinga, home to one of the world's oldest and greatest ornithological mysteries, the Jatinga bird suicides. What is bringing these birds cascading down out of the sky and into this village? We'll find out after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. A bunch of birds seemingly forgetting how to fly. Just sputtering downward in alarming numbers. It's the kind of thing that could have easily remained a mystery. Sure, most of us might notice when a bunch of birds are acting strangely. But it takes someone special to really see and understand the bird, to figure out what's really causing the behavior. Someone like Dr. Anwaruddin Chowdhury. My name is Dr. Anwaruddin Chowdhury. I'm a retired government official. I was in civil service. And I was involved in ornithological research as well as uh, research on primates and other mammals in Northeast India for the last more than three decades. Dr. Chowdhury loves birds. He always has, ever since he was a kid. And he's from Assam, the state in northeast India that Chatinga is part of. So it's almost like it was meant to be. Like he was destined to investigate this particular, peculiar question. Why, during monsoon season, between August and October, between 6 and 9 p.m., would birds come hurtling down by the dozens? I haven't met Dr. Chowdhury in person, but there's something I love about imagining him at work. This avian Sherlock Holmes, this Don Quixote figure chasing after birds to understand why they're flying to their deaths in Jatinga. 
I started visiting Jatinga since seventies. The bird phenomena, you know, as the local saying goes, it started long back. The area was inhabited by Naga tribes. It's not just something that the village residents experienced with their own eyes. It was also the stuff of legend, part of the local lore that was handed down between generations. Then they suddenly found that a lot of birds started flying towards them at night. They thought it as a bad omen and they, in fact, abandoned the village. They left the area. Think about that. The descent of the birds was so intense, so overwhelming, that it cleared out the village's previous population. The people of Jatinga couldn't live with it. Maybe because it was inconvenient, or maybe it was just the really ominous vibe. Regardless, Jatinga remained abandoned for a long time, until a new population resettled it in 1905. We don't know why these people came. Perhaps they were just taking advantage of the available land. But once they settled and experienced their first monsoon season, something really fascinating happened. A new story emerged. So they also experienced similar phenomena. But instead of uh, taking it as a bad omen, they thought that it is a godsend gift. So they started killing by hitting the birds with bamboo poles. And the, the phenomena started since then. Jatinga's new inhabitants saw the same falling birds as the very reason to stay. To them, it was anything but a frightful or ominous omen. It was an offering. It was free food, a gift from the gods. It was, as they say, a bird in the hand. A new narrative took hold that the birds were wheeling themselves out of the sky, handing themselves over to the villagers. People started referring to the phenomenon as the Jatinga bird suicides. And this made for an incredibly compelling mystery. It brought the area publicity and tourism. But the real reasons behind these bird accidents were always more complicated than that. So Dr. Chowdhury got down to work and studied the situation. He was going to find out what was really going through these birds' heads. During the study, we found that, you know, the location of Jatinga is like somewhat a gap. From the mountains of Meghalaya, that is the Garo Hills, up to the Myanmar border, in the entire area, Jatinga is the lowest point, just about 600 meter elevation. And towards east, the Boreal Range rises to more than 1,500 meter elevation. In fact, highest point of Boreal within Assam is 1900, about 1,900 meter. So let's just go over that real quick. The area surrounding Jatinga is at a pretty high elevation. Some of it reaches more than a mile high, but Jatinga itself has one of the lowest elevations in the entire area. So what Dr. Chaudhary is describing here is this incredible drop in elevation that happens in Jatinga. Birds start to fly down, but because of this huge drop in elevation, they kind of just keep going downward. And they are disturbed by high-velocity wind at a time when there was heavy fog. And that gap between spots with higher elevation allows for heavy wind and fog to set in. And it creates a funnel, drawing the birds down towards the lights of Jatinga. So birds come for refuge towards light, the sources of light, in fact. And in the process, they hit walls, houses, and they are also hit with bamboo poles by villagers. So in the process, they get injured 
on the day. In other words, it's not a death wish at all, but more of a bird GPS error. But over the years, you know, during my study also, we found that the saying called the birds committing suicide is not the correct one. Luckily for Dr. Chowdhury and bird lovers everywhere, this problem has become a lot less severe over time, mostly because researchers and officials like him have shared their findings with the residents of Jatinga. You see, there was a time, few thousands used to be get killed, few hundred almost every day. But now the things have changed quite a lot. Villagers have become aware. And it's not just increased awareness that has brought the numbers down. It's also a changing local ecology. And because of uh, in increase in the village, village community, uh, the population, and degradation of habitat in the surrounding areas, the number of birds have come down. For better or worse, as the human population has increased, the habitat has become less inviting to the birds. And that, as much as anything else, explains the decline in bird deaths that Dr. Chowdhury has seen with his own eyes. In 90s, I found that 50s, 60s was the peak collection by a single person in a day. Now it, now it could be a handful, one or two or three. If at all it is done. Now, of course, it mostly is not done. Some might do secretly, but very small number. There is so much to learn from Jatinga. There's the interplay between science and mythology. The possibility for different people to view the same issue in completely opposing lights. And proof of what a determined researcher can solve when they care about it enough. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was reported by Matthew Taub. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, Dylan Thuris, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I made the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada. She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. Oh, we can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salud to the perfect day. Corona. La vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.